Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is, and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset just with you. So let's jump in. What's up, everyone? Brie here. So today's guest is Maria C. Krause, and she is a mindset and business coach and founder of Soul Sister Universe. She's actually one of my favorite people ever for many reasons, but mostly because she is totally honest about who she is and what she goes through as an online entrepreneur. Every time we talk, she is doing something new to uplevel herself, and in return, it uplevels her business kind of a mini backstory to how we met. We both belong to a Facebook group and I reached out to her for one of her free coaching sessions. And at the time I was feeling totally lost in the direction that I wanted to take Living Breely in and she offered me so much clarity for my business but also for myself. And ever since that first conversation we have just about talked We have talked just about every week since, and she lives in Dublin, I live in California, but we have encountered some of the same hurdles in our businesses, so it's been refreshing to be able to bounce ideas off of each other and just get real about our struggles. To me, when you're able to be vulnerable and talk about your fears, insecurities, and mistakes with someone and not worry about being judged or put down, that's a true friend, a real one. And that is exactly who Maria is to me. Oh, and also I was on her podcast a few months ago and we got rudely interrupted by these garbage men in the middle of recording. So we referenced that a few times in the podcast. I just wanted to let you in on our little inside joke. I will include all of Maria's links. I would recommend her with everything that I've got. She is absolutely amazing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Maria. How are you? Hi, Brie. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, thank you so much for being my first guest on my podcast. This is so exciting. I'm so glad you have started a podcast. Yay! Yeah. Well, you had me on your podcast, what was that, like two months ago? Three months ago? Yeah, a little bit longer. When I can't remember how long ago we met. It's just like it feels like we know each other for forever. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's probably been three, four months. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was my first podcast interview, and then we got interrupted by the garbage truck. So that was <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, I thought I was doing like the right thing by like being away from my apartment where like they were doing yard work, and then we got the garbage can truck people. So that was really fun. So I am super excited to have you on, and mostly because I don't think that we've ever talked about like your story, like where how you got to this point and what like what inspired you to get here so why don't you tell us like a little bit more about what you do and like how you got to this point okay so well the reason why we know each other is because you reached out to me <laughs> oh, yeah. I had um yeah I offer I offer free I used to call them free coaching sessions but I like to do, call them now more like a master plan discovery calls uh, that I offer every last Thursday of the month in my community. And it's a way for me to give back to people that uh, I, I want to start in the process of, um, of starting this beautiful journey of discovering yourself, who you are and what you want from this beautiful life. So um, that's how we met. And from then on, we just uh, we just became friends. That's how I, I like to see it. That's, and that's how it all starts, right? Yeah. I am... Um, I am a mindset and business coach, uh, mostly a mindset coach. Um, and I call myself business coach as well because I, I, I do the techie part of it. I, I teach people how to set up their business online, how to do their email marketing, all that stuff uh, that I, I loved. And I love because I learned it. I learned it. I had a coach who taught me, but also there a lot of it was self-taught. So right. I added that into my coaching, uh, my coaching business. But I, I work mostly with mindset. Yeah, I like to I like to help women uh, uh, rediscover those, themselves and all their inner inner and outer beauty, and uh, to be able to build that strong confidence that we one ha- once had that we always carry with ourselves, and somewhere along the line we lost it, and uh, rediscover it again and build it up and and find your passion and build the life that you always wanted. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I totally forgot that was like how we met. It was in a Facebook group and you were like, I'm doing a free session. And at that point I was like, for myself, I was, I wanted to like be part of this like online community. And I was like, I need to just talk to someone and get their point of view. And then we met and we just like instantly. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. yeah. It's so- great. It's great. It's great. It's great to meet so many, so many, like as, as, as you grow in your business, you start attracting the people that you want in your life. And I think a lot of it has to do with the mindset it has no nothing to do with business strategies, nothing at all, not for me at least. Um, that's that's how I see it. Yeah. And so, how did you get into coaching? Like, how how did you start your online business, and how did you get to this point where you're at right now? Well, about let's say a little bit of two over two years ago, uh, I was working a job. I was I always worked as a, in the hospitality industry, so always um, with people working as a waitress, as a bartender. Uh, very good at what I do. I still do it. Uh, very good. I, I love it. I love dealing with people. I love with a little bit of the challenge as well, uh, especially when you're bartender dealing with drunk people. <laughs> but um, it was in the job itself that led me to start my own business. It was the people that I was working for. Um, I had requested holidays. I'm originally brought up in Argentina, that's where my mother lives, and I live in Dublin at the moment. And I remember requesting my holidays, which they got approved. And the day before I left on holidays, they fired me. 
uh, wow. for no reason at all. It was more of a personal dispute than um, a, than a job dispute. Um, the one of the managers didn't really like me, but I thought it was unfair uh, to fire me just the day before my holidays. Also, when I tried to do something about it, they told me uh, there were no rights for people who worked. If you didn't, you weren't in the job for over a year, you had no rights whatsoever, which I find absolutely unfair to for some people to stay in a job, get mistreated, you know, give their all and all the heart and soul, and then when something like that happened, they can't, they don't, even, they can't even claim it. They can't do anything about it. So. Um, <clears throat> I remember I still went home. I went on my holidays and it, it was great. I did a reboot, a recharge. And uh, uh, while I was leaving, a friend of mine was starting her business in a network marketing company. So I kept it in mind. And when I came back, the first thing I did was join the network marketing company. <clears throat> I'm very, very grateful. I know for a lot of people, network marketing is like, Ugh. but uh, I learned a lot about business. And from that network marketing, not only I got really healthy, but uh, um, I, a lot of shifts happened. A lot of uh, work on self-development and a lot of it, I started observing. I love to watch people a lot. And I started observing that most of the women who were in the business, they weren't struggling with the business side. They were struggling with uh, actually believing in themselves. And read as many books as you want. You can do as many courses as you want. You can go to as many, do as many colleges degrees as you want. But if you don't put the action, then there's nothing happening. Right. So, uh, so that's what that was for me. That was like, okay, I want to be able to help women on that part. That is like, it's the struggle of believing in themselves. And I you know in their confidence that they, they can actually do this, that they don't need somebody to constantly tell them what to do. Because it was funny, they were coming out from being, you know, working in a job, going into a network marketing, having somebody who was successful, telling them exactly what to do. And um, a lot of them didn't have initiative and they didn't have, you know, the self, okay, I'm going to do it this way. And they were like, no, this has to be the way. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. So that's yeah. when I first got online. I remember I started, I set up through the, through my um, my network marketing business, I set up a, a, a Facebook group, a Facebook, a Facebook on, an online business. So it was an online business uh, doing workshops in people's homes, teaching them about um, health products, health and wellness products. So that's how I started. And from then I started, I worked with my first coach and I started meeting people from other networks. And I realized that I wanted to help people. I wanted to help women, especially who were just starting on their business and they needed more visibility and they needed more encouragement. And I just wanted to get people together that we weren't, competing against each other but we were helping each other uh, to succeed so yeah. yeah so this is how it's crazy how now that I actually tell my story that I realize you know you go from one little thing and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and you know you end up finding your passion yeah absolutely so I'm not really familiar with like network marketing in the states. We call them MLMs, multiple yes. multi-level marketing. Yeah. So what is the kind of like the difference in the business structure now that you you did the the network marketing and now you're doing more of your own business? So what is like what was that transition like from network marketing into your own business? It was that I am not good, very good, to be honest, at taking, um, at having somebody tell me what to do, you know? Yeah. And 
found it in the company I was I was with. It was a bit updated. It was like um, the people who were at the top, they were still working their business the same way they did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole platform that we have here that is free, you know, uh, that is free, Facebook, Instagram, that we can reach out so many more people out there that uh, and, and help so many more out there than just going house to house. Well, we didn't go house to house, but I remember I used to do flyers and I used to go house to house. I used to go every morning uh, at the same time, every morning and put out flyers, you know, for, you know, from people, the opportunity. And, um, and also there was this idea you had to do house parties or, you know, launches in your house. And I'm like, uh, people are busy, you know, it depends what age, if, like if you get, you know, people who are a bit older, maybe they have more time and will and passion to do that. But I know people my age, they've got loads of stuff to do. Right. You know? uh, I mean, until you, we don't learn how to manage our time, our time is so limited you know like um it's like it's our biggest asset but until we don't learn how to manage it we we think we never have time for anything i have to be absolutely grateful for joining that company i could have been any company at that stage in my life you know but it's just like what i've learned there it opened this door for me to self-development that it was something that although i was working on it already myself um due to a bad breakup you know through some challenges in my life i was already on that journey you know so I just got in deeper and um and then open it blew my mind completely right so Uh, what has been as now an entrepreneur what has been like your biggest struggle or obstacle that you have had to overcome my biggest struggle uh I think it was comparing myself with others it was um because as a new entrepreneur, there's a lot of things that you don't know. Even if you start with a coach, you know, I, I mean, I think I highly recommend that everybody should start with a coach uh, when they first start their business or get a little bit of guidance or somebody that you actually, you're inspired by, look up and like just get a little bit of guidance. Uh, saying that, I know we all are very, um, we like to do what we do. So we're going to do it no matter what, <laughs> you know, if you're anything like me, uh, stubborn or whatever, if you want to call it ambitious <laughs> or whatever, uh, you're going to do whatever and hit yourself so many times against the wall to actually get it right, you know? And, um, but, um, yeah, the biggest struggle was that it was basically stop comparing myself to others and stop trying to copy what others were doing. You know, I was looking at successful people that I want, I was following and I was like, oh, I'm going to do what they're doing. And and it was just I, like one of my favorite, favorite coaches, Katrina Ruth. And like if you ever see her lives or read her posts, there's a lot of uh, cursing. So I try to copy that. But in that moment of my life, my cursing was coming out as anger. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, okay, it wasn't a fun way of expressing myself. It was more like it was a lot of anger hidden there that I had to work through uh, throughout all the time, through all this, the, the, the time I've been, I turned into an entrepreneur and all the time that I've, I've, I've started this, this journey and to change. So, yeah. yes, I say it was that. It was like, stop comparing myself with others and everybody has their own journey to live. Yeah, I think that's definitely like a very difficult thing. I mean, even I'm, I wouldn't say that's my, my biggest struggle, but it's definitely come across for me too, where I like see other entrepreneurs and they're like really killing it. And you're like, I'm not there yet. And then you mm-hmm. kind of get down and hard on yourself. Like, why am I not there yet? 
Um, but you're totally right. Like everyone has their journey and there's certain lessons that I, we still have to learn to like, till we can get to maybe like the next level. So I always try to keep, keep that in mind. But it's, 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 I think Bri, all that as well is something that you can keep adding on into your, into your practice, into what you can, into, it gives you more value to be able to help others, you know, all yeah. the struggles, everything you overcome. And also, this is another thing. When when you're looking at stuff online, it's just also you got to remember that you just started or, you know, like when I had just started, I had just started. So I was looking at all these people that were killing it. But that didn't mean they had started at the same time I did. Right. You know, and that doesn't mean they have started yesterday. Yeah, there's some of them that started six months ago and they have a very successful business, you know. Uh, but there's some of them that have been around for, like, I say, Katrina was my favorite. Like she's, I think she's been around for 10 years, around roughly that time. Yeah. And Amanda Francis, uh, another one, she's been around for five years. And like I think it was only last year that she did her first million in her business. You know, um, but she said she was like the first three years she struggled. Yeah. Know? Well, I think like, and that's, I, I have like some pet peeves when I see like posts on Facebook or on people's websites that are like, your business should be easy and like effortless. And I'm like, no, like, I don't really believe in that. Like, I don't think that things should be easy. Like things should suck in the beginning. If you're really trying and you're really like putting yourself out there, it shouldn't be easy. And one of the things that I've like learned is I'm like, okay, I have to accept that there's going to be a lot of hard work up front, but it's going to get easier as I keep going. So that's why I'm like, when I see things that are like, make your business easy in seven steps. And like that, I would not <laughs> take that course. <laughs> yeah. The only course I could take because I'm like, I don't, it shouldn't be easy in the beginning for, for anyone. You know, you have to be willing to like eat shit and like really put your nose to the grind and work. Absolutely, though. This was like something that I was sharing with my community the other day. It's just like, you know, I like I'll be forty this year, and it took me about let's say you look twenty so years. Good for forty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but um, it took me about twenty years of my life to to actually snap out. You know, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah more than that because I started working at a young age. I started working when I was fourteen. So it took me longer than that to absolutely snap out and be like, okay, there's something else out there. You know, there's something else I can do. There's something that I can give, you know, that it could help others. There's something I have, like, I have to have a talent inside, somewhere inside me. There's something there, other else that I can do. So it took me personally that long. So when I went into business, I wanted everything to happen from one day to the next one. Of course. You know? Until I realized, okay, I was like, okay, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of um, reboots that you have to do in your own head, you know, into your soul, like dig, dig deeper as well, you know, that, uh, that also success doesn't come from financial part. Success comes from the other. And then this is, uh, this, sorry, uh, the financial comes along, you know, but uh, it's, it's the work that you do inside and, and it's the work that, um, that makes you grow and you know and become better and better absolutely no you hit the nail on on the head with that one which is going to follow to my next question so how do you define success for yourself because everyone you were talking about how it's not always about the money so what do you 
Success for me is freedom. Uh, freedom for me is one of the most beautiful and most, um, how you say, complete words that are out there. And, and not only words, feeling. That feeling of feeling absolutely free to, you know, to choose what you want, to be able to say no to the things that you don't want to do, you yeah. know, to be able to tell somebody you no, know, uh, to be able to stand up for yourself. To if you are in a job like I did recently, and I'm telling you about this yesterday, um, that I was able to ask for the money that I wanted, you know? Yeah, that was uh, huge. No, that was a huge step for me. And it was huge because before I wouldn't, I always been accepting what others give me. And I'm like, okay, I'm, something needs to shift over here because I, I, can't, I can't have someone else dictate how much I'm worth, you know? Um, and that for me was a huge shift. So when I finally, when I got it, when the, the manager actually said, yes, you got it, I was, uh, it was one of the most successful moments in my life, I'll say. Um, so yeah, for me, success is all those little things. It's, it's, the, it's the freedom to be able to call a friend on a Monday afternoon and say, let's go for a coffee, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the little things in life, you know? Yeah, that's why I love that answer because I think a lot of people hold success as like the equivalent to money, like money equates success. And so I do like an exercise in one of my courses too, where I talk about money and I'm like, money is not like Gucci belts and Louis bags. Like what does money represent to you? And like, for me, money represents freedom. Like that ability to be like, you know what? I want to go to Hawaii tomorrow. Like, let me book a ticket and I can go and do that. And I don't have to ask my boss for the time off. I don't have to like move things around in my schedule. Like I know that I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. So I love, I love that. Like you did, you skipped over like the whole money thing. And it's like, this is what it means to me. It means being able to have that freedom. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's so valuable. If you think that there's some countries that can't, they don't have that, especially women, you know? So being able to do this and be able to reach so many people online with this freedom, it's, it's just, that's success for me that's describes everything that success is yeah so let's say someone comes to you and they are looking for a coach and they're like what are some of the characteristics or qualifications if there are any that you would say to look for in a coach in a coach I think I think it's not not so much about the coach. Um, I might be a little bit uh, controversial with this. I think it's the person. It's when the person is ready. Um, and I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm, not, I'm not generalizing. I'm just saying this in my own experience because I worked with four different coaches. Yeah. Um, I worked with two coaches at the same time. They were both teaching me the same thing. But I got something more out of one because I think because at that moment I needed to work with the women. So I worked with a man and a woman at the same time, but I needed to, yeah, I needed that feminine side to rise up again. You know, um, I think a lot of us has a lot of uh, masculine side, you know, and that's what we do, we do, we do. And it's like, okay, we have to get there. And we're like, oh, oh you know, all that. And, we forget. <laughs> yeah. and that's, the fa- that's the masculine side, you know, and we forget about the other part, the nurturing, the, okay, let, let the universe guide me, you know, uh, all those things that, we used to think that woo-woo things, you know, those are the, those are the feminine part of you. You're not trusting your instincts, per se, you know. I, I, I'm a strong believer that your instincts never fail you, you know. 
But yet there's a logical part. There's a masculine logical to say, oh, no, no, that's just my instinct. Like, no, no, the logical thing is to do this. So I think, I mean, there's people that will say, oh, yeah, look for a coach if like, oh, if they're making such and such money, look for a coach in this or look for a coach in that. I think uh, the person I work with, I work with a coach that's very successful and the coach that I actually had the breakthrough, I was her first client. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. So for me, is that I think for me is finding finding something that you align with, something that you feel comfortable with, finding your soul sister, you know, finding that okay, we can do this. Somebody that you'll sit there and they will tell you straight up how it is, you know, that they won't beat around, you know, uh, but with that nurturing part and that compassionate part as well, but telling you exactly what needs to be done, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think like your belief in that person has to be really strong. Like you really believe that they can get you. And it's not about like being scammy, but it's like you really believe that that person can get you the results that you want. Yeah. And also believe that you have to be ready. Well, not ready. You have to, you have to go and take actions because mm-hmm. if we're ready, you will never be ready. Like if we wait for ready and perfection, it'll never happen. But you have to, right. you have to go out there though. You have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, like, I feel like I, as a, just as a person, like I'm such an action taker, like, <laughs> like yeah. I want to do something and I just do it and I don't, I'm not well, like, you definitely are. <laughs> not, like methodical about it. And then I have someone like, like my dad is, I'm so glad that I have him as a sounding board because he like keeps me in check where I'm like, I want to do all this stuff. And he's like, okay, like rein it back a little, like, and think about it and like be a little bit more methodical about your choices. So there's definitely like a, I feel like that polarity to it where like taking actions are really good thing, but then you also have to like know which actions and where to put your energy. No, absolutely though. I say, I mean, I see, because I see friends, I see male friends that they do, they have their own businesses and they do loads of things. You yeah. know what I mean? They could do, they're trying to do, take so much on board and then they neglect their family. They neglect their friends. They neglect themselves, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and because they only want the outcome and it's like, okay, you're forgetting that you have a child. You're forgetting that you have this loving family, you know? And it's like, yeah, she's supporting you now, but it's going to get a time that she's going to be so fed up, you know? Yeah. And that's what it is. And stress kicks in and it's like the frustration kicks in and it's like, so it's best if you focus on one thing, you know? I mean, and I want, if you got loads of ideas and loads of projects that you want to do, yeah, go on and write them down. Yeah. But Pick one thing that you want to full, fully focus on one moment. And that doesn't mean you can't do the other one later, you know? Yeah. And even if somebody else does something similar, who cares? Yeah. And well, you, I like that you talked to, like, they're so focused. You said they're so focused on the outcome. And I think that that's so true. Like, part of, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, like, being an entrepreneur is, like, you literally have to fall in love with all of the, the process that you go through. Like that is more important and like the learning obstacles and like all of those things that you have while you're building a course or creating an online community or starting a coaching practice and you have, you know, an interesting client or like a more needy client and you have all of these like learning experiences, like that's all a process. And I think sometimes we get so focused on the outcome, like you were saying, like that result that we just like want to burn through the process as quickly as possible. And it's not going to yield the same result or the same outcome as if we would have taken 
the time to actually go through it. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like something that is broken and you just try to patch it up. Patch it up <laughs> fast. Yeah. You know, nobody notice it and they're like boom, ready. And I always like, yeah, I always say it's, it just crumbles. <laughs> I always say it's like, you know, when you're a teenager and your mom's like clean your room before you go out and you have to like get ready really quick. So you just throw everything in the closet and then <laughs> it looks clean and then like your mom goes to open the door and just like all of your stuff falls out. Like that's <laughs> That's like what I, how the analogy that I like to use. (laughs) And we all done that. Before we end our conversation. So two things. So why don't you tell us how you specifically work with women and what your business business actually is? Okay. So like I said, I'm a mindset and business coach. And um, I also, I love collaborating. I, I created a tribe called Soul Sisters Universe. And which I try to get a lot of women together, you know, women from all over the world to empower, inspire, share, and help women in life and business. So it doesn't, if you're not in business yet, but you're thinking about it, this is a platform, jump in. Uh, no, we, we run like a weekly podcast. Uh, also, we have a YouTube channel and we're soon to launch an online magazine with a little bit of everything. And like I said, this is not only aimed for entrepreneurs, it's for women in general to just to inspire everyone out there. And um, it's, it's funny, it's the second time someone asked me this week, how do I help and what are my techniques and all this and that. And um, when the first time I froze, but I, I, got, I got through. And <laughs> um, I'm not an NLP certificate, you know. I, I work with women digging deep. Um, a lot with journaling, with writing, a lot of, uh, I work, um, I, 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 I stop calling it pain because, I mean, yeah, there are the painful moments, but I like to work on those ones to bring them out and actually use them in your advantage and learning something from that experience, you know? Yeah. I believe that's another thing, like, it's the same as, you know, going fast on your journey. I think the more we try to cover our challenges and our pains, they're going to flourish at some point in another one in our life and they're going to bite us back in the ass, you know? And it doesn't have to be in the same kind of experience. It's going to be in a different experience, but it's going to come back up. It's going to be that deja vu moment that it brings you back to, oh, okay, all right, there's something there that is not clear and it's not uh, healed completely. So I like to, I, I love to tap into those things, you know, and try to try to start looking at them in a different way, more positive way, uh, you know, um, and not being afraid. I say like, it's having, it's like having a tea party with all your fears and your challenges and your pain and confront them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and learn how to put them behind and move forward and uh, open uh, and letting new doors opening in your life. Because we have to get rid of the old to, to be able to move forward, though. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. No, that's absolutely beautiful. I think being able to turn your pain into something great is one of the most valuable skills that we can have. And I think a lot of the most successful people have been through a tremendous amount of pain and just been at that like level of humility that's just so deep and they're able to transcend that and transform that into something great and so I love that that's the type of work that you do thank you thank you so before we go 
I liked, I love ghost stories. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I was like, you could be so good when you said that. And I'm like, hold on, I actually have them. <laughs> I know, I saw that in your face. You know, I heard that in your voice. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> no, but I, my mom was like really into that stuff growing up. And I had like some crazy ghost stories when I was a kid. And it's, I know we talk about so much like heavy stuff in this podcast. So I want to like end it on a light kind of fun note. So do you have a ghost story? Well, uh, now that you mentioned the fun, I don't know if it's so much fun, but uh, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's part of me. I, I told you another story before we started the podcast, but this one is the one that stands up the most because I just remembered. Uh, when I was a kid, um, my mom is from the Philippines, my dad is from Germany. So uh, when I was born in the Philippines, as soon as I was born, we moved to Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents, my dad was, was much older than my mother, and so were my parents, our grandparents, obviously. And um, I think I wasn't even a year old, and my grandfather passed away. And um, it was just when I was started learning how to walk, and uh, he passed away. And my mom remembers till this day that I used to sit in the corner of one of the corners specifically in the house, and I used to giggle a lot. Oh I used to gosh. sit there. I couldn't even speak yet, but I used to giggle and I used to laugh and I used to, you know, and, and, you know, and it was like, you know, they always say there's an imaginary friend when you're a kid and when you grow up, you don't see them anymore. Yeah. And, and then uh, she said when I was trying to walk and I was walking up the stairs, uh, I was about to fall and it was like something just lift me back up and put me back on the stairs. Uh Yes. And I'm like, when she told me that story, it gave me chills. And my mom was like, that was, she was like, I believe that was like your grandfather. Like, yeah, I had two grandfathers that had passed away at that stage. Uh, but she believes that it was like uh, both of them or one of them was there at that moment. Um, oh my God. And I think, to be honest with you, Brie, I think they, even if I can't see them, I think they've been with me throughout my whole life. Because oh, I've been in situations cool. that, you know, that, they're, they're like situation out of a movie, you know, like a gangster movie. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I am so glad to be alive. You know, I'm so grateful uh, to have all this garden angels and have all this energy and positivity. And oh around my gosh. That's but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's mine. And I told you earlier, I was like, I've got a shaman tattoo in the back of my neck because I see ghosts. It was like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. You said you got it when you were 14. 14. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> were you where were you living at the time uh we were living in germany in germany at the time so we were living in my grandparents house and he had passed away my grandmother was still there and after they both passed away then we moved to argentina yeah that's incredible i know it's so funny i was just thinking about this too because my great grandma her favorite scent was gardenias and i every time i'm sick or like in just like a weird place I will smell gardenias. So it's like my way, like her way of letting uh, letting me know that she's like around, you know? So it must be something about like grandparents or great grandparents, like watching over, you know? Uh, That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for, for being on here. And where can people find you? What is your Instagram, your Facebook? I, I, if I'm not a DAO, like most of my platforms are down on my name, Maria C. Krause. 
Uh, so it's my website, my Instagram, and uh, once again, Facebook, my, my tribe, is Soul Sisters Universe by Maria C. Krause. So just remember to put the C in between because that kind of stands up a little bit because um, there's a lot of Maria Krause's. But yeah, once you put Maria C. Krause, there's, uh, my Facebook group will come up and um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. At the moment, it's the, my favorite place to hang out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will put all of the links in episode notes of this is like in your website and where people can find you and reach out to you. But again, thank you so much for being my first guest. And I'm glad okay. there was no garbage man. And the Wi-Fi has been on our side the whole time. Yes. Yeah, hey, I, I want to thank you for having me in your first podcast. But it's an absolute honor, though. Uh, yeah. and, and I love it. And I know you could do this. And I love <laughs> it. It's, such a, it's so easy, though. It's always so easy to talk to you, though. 